Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The message today comes to us, especially from that gospel text which we just heard from St. Matthew in the 13th chapter, but also our other readings today from Isaiah chapter 44 and Romans chapter 8. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Today, we look back. For the past 14 years, our Lord has graciously given me the honor, the privilege, and the responsibility of serving as your associate pastor here at St. John's. So much has happened in the time in between. The world has changed. We've seen the dawning of the iPhone and the modern smartphone. Social media platforms have reshaped the way which many people communicate. You can now, on your smartphone, watch the 23 and counting superhero movies in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. You start all the way back at Iron Man and go all the way through there. Because time keeps speeding along. Considering the past year alone, we can see things that are not the way they once were. We've now come four months into the ongoing pandemic. The people of our nation are contending with the, the weight of our collective history a desire for justice, social unrest. In the grand scheme of things, 14 years isn't all that much time, yet it's still a whole lot of time. As I wrote in my letter announcing the acceptance of the call to serve at Emmanuel in Belvedere, Illinois, this congregation and you, the people of St. John's, will forever be a part of our story. In a very tangible way, this congregation has been a home for my family and for me, connecting to so many aspects of our lives. Here in this congregation, I married a wonderful woman. The Lord has granted us the gift of two imaginative, joyous children who were baptized in this sanctuary. Our family has been blessed by St. John's Lutheran Early Childhood Education Center, our ECEC, and its teachers and staff. I've been blessed to work here with a great team under Pastor Mian's leadership in partnership with the gifted members and friends who've given of themselves to serve the larger community and each other as well. God's grace has abounded. This Sunday marks an ending for me and for us here at St. John's. I'll miss this place. I'll miss you all. And I give thanks to God for all that he has done in the time that we've spent together. Today, we look ahead. We're getting back into on-site worship here, not jumping right back into how we did things months ago, but rather learning and adapting for how we might serve a world that has changed. Like many other congregations, we're now live streaming to connect with people who are outside our sanctuary wall, something that wasn't even on our radar six months ago. We're considering how we might need to change our educational plans and our fellowship activities for this new socially distant landscape. We're hoping for a time when we can come back together to more fully reunite with friends and family without the specter of disease looming over us. We don't know what the future might hold in store for us, yet we can't stop looking ahead. And as we do, we know that God will provide what's needed. And one of the reasons that I have 
been at peace in accepting the call to serve at another congregation, even in this time of pandemic, is the team that we've got here at St. John's. The Lord of the Church has blessed this congregation with a capable and caring staff, in addition to all those lay leaders who have served and continue to serve in making all the things happen in our ministry together. Now, I don't have time to say right now just how much of a difference they've made in my work among you, but God knows. I can say that I have learned much from Pastor Mean's example over the years and how God has been at work through him as a servant leader. I hope to carry those lessons into the future wherever I might serve as God's, as serving in God's people. So I ask that you would please join me in lifting up our team here in prayer as they continue that work of the gospel among you, adjusting to a changed landscape, looking ahead to what our Lord will continue to be doing here in our community. So while this Sunday might be an ending for me here at St. John's, I know it's the beginning of a new chapter in your life together in Christ, and great things lie ahead. And I can say this in confidence, for while the world might have changed, Jesus has not. Today, we look to Jesus. Jesus is why we're here. He's the one who has sown the good seed of his word in your life and my life. Jesus told the parable of the sower, the wheat, and the weeds to help us better understand that God continues to be at work in our world, even when things don't seem to be going in the best direction. The disciples were probably wondering what might come next. The crowds certainly were. What the people couldn't see at the time, and what we might have a hard time understanding even now, is that the kingdom of heaven isn't some far-off thing that finally comes on the last day. The kingdom of heaven is already breaking in. It's God's reigning. It's his kinging, as one of my seminary professors put it. The kingdom of heaven is wherever God reigns, wherever the king reigns. This king is our God, the same God who spoke words of hope to his people through the prophet Isaiah in today's Old Testament reading. They were in exile. They had no human king to look to. But the message that God gives them through Isaiah is that no kings of the earth, no human powers will be able to provide the lasting peace that humanity needs. Peace with God and peace with the rest of creation. Our idols fail us. Only the reign of God brings peace that lasts. Now God's reigning was happening in Jesus' ministry. He healed. He proclaimed God's peace. And through Jesus, God's reigning is happening among us even now. Our world isn't perfect. Part of the reason that the happy ending of a story can be so enjoyable is because it seems that such endings don't come around often enough in our world. In Jesus' parable, the field, the world, remained unweeded until the day of harvest. As you look back at the past, not only in the history of our world, but also in your life and your relationships, you'll find suffering. We live in a broken world. And as 
we've been seeing in the current cancel culture, it's a world that doesn't readily offer forgiveness. Sin and brokenness don't seem to have an ending. You and I won't live in a world that is completely free of that which causes sin and brokenness until the time that our master returns. But still we hope. As Paul reminds us, Christians are people who live in hope. It's part of who we are, who we are made to be. We're living in confidence that something, that someone is coming, looking ahead for what we're not seeing right now. The word that's translated as wait eagerly in today's epistle from Romans 8, in the original language, it gives the sense of, of craning out your neck to get a better view of what's coming. While we stretch our necks out, God calls us to trust and patience. And trust and patience, they might feel like a reach when it seems like you are deep in the weeds of life. But as people who follow Jesus, you don't have to turn to yourself for hope. You don't even have to seek it out in the world around you. You have sure hope of what's ahead through Jesus. Jesus' parable of the sower, the wheat, and the weeds is a message of assurance for his people. All will be sorted out in the end because he's the one who's making it happen. You can look back and know that you were saved by Christ's gift of his life on the cross. You are saved by Christ, even in this world where sin and brokenness continue to make their presence felt. And as he later explained this parable to his puzzled disciples, you will be saved by Christ from God's judgment against sin and brokenness on the last day. You will have the fulfillment of your hope, lasting peace with everything in Jesus. What better ending is there? So yes, this Sunday marks an ending. But God's love for you as his child will never end. I take great confidence in the knowledge that even in those times when things seem uncertain, we can confidently trust that God knows what we need, even if we don't. God the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in that holy conversation of prayer, overcoming any of our weaknesses, giving us the assurance that our Father will hear our prayers. This is my parting prayer for you today. May our Lord, who by his life and its all-encompassing sacrifice on the cross, bless you with trust and patience and hope as you eagerly await the ending of sin and brokenness, living the restored life that God has won for you and for all people. Lasting peace be yours in Christ Jesus our Savior. Today we look back. Today we look ahead. Today we look to Jesus. Amen.